Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. But it is great that you could join with us because it has been an incredible week. And what I do know is that each and every one of us here in South Australia is dealing with a measure of disappointment. The disappointment could have been the restrictions that were put on us in the first place. I know there's a lot of businesses right now really struggling and uh, with the lockdown restrictions being lifted, I would say why not get along and support some of the local businesses. They need your help and they need your finance and they need your support. So I know there's a lot of disappointment when we went into lockdown, but uh, with the restrictions being lifted so soon, if I'm honest, And if you're honest, there are some people who are experiencing the disappointment of the shutdown being lifted too soon. I know there are some of you looking for a six-day holiday, and now it's been cut short. So we're dealing with a lot of disappointment here in South Australia. And as a result, I want to share a message that I want to encourage you with. And so I've put our InstaFam series on hold, and I want to share a message that hopefully will encourage and inspire you and maybe speak into the season in which we are facing right now. And I've simply entitled this message, Seasons in the Shadows, Seasons in the Shadows. And and I wonder if you could turn with me to the book of Psalms and I wanna read from Psalm 23. It's a classic, it's a well-known Psalm. Psalm 23 has six verses and the first verse says this, "'The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. "'He makes me lie down in green pastures.'" He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. I trust and pray, everyone at home right now, that your soul would be restored even now as I speak. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Church, God is with you right now. Wherever you may be, God is with you. David goes on to say that your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And get this, verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is good news. You know, the author of this psalm is David. And uh, he lived in Israel. And as a young man, he looked after his father's sheep. And he wrote many of the psalms. And in this particular psalm, he mentions the valley of the shadow of death. And this is not just David being poetic. This is not just poetic license that David is using. No, in Israel, there is a very real valley called the shadow of death. This valley was deep, steep, and it was a very narrow canyon. And the sun only ever hit the floor of this canyon at 12 noon when the sun was at its highest. And all the rest of the time, this valley was in the shadows. And David, as a young man looking after his father's sheep, would have led these sheep through that valley numerous times. And so this morning, I want to highlight a few facts about some dark valleys. The first one is simply this, that dark valleys are unavoidable. 
In other words, we all have seasons in the shadows. They may look different. It could be the death of a loved one. It could be the death of a relationship. It could be the death of a dream. We all face dark valleys. And what I know about these dark valleys, they carry a measure of pain. They carry a measure of hurt. Secondly, dark valleys are unpredictable. You never quite know when they're coming. Like this week, if anyone knows this to be true, it's every resident here in South Australia. Dark valleys thrown in us and it's mostly when it's unpredictable. It's when it comes at the worst time. I don't know about you, but having a flat tyre is, is really inconvenient. But how many notice, it's usually when you get a flat tyre or something like that, as inconvenient as that is in and of itself, it's usually when you're running late or you have to be somewhere, or it could be for a job interview or for an appointment. It's not just the inconvenience of the flat tyre, it's, it's exacerbated by the reality of the urgency of where you need to be. They are unpredictable. Thirdly, dark valleys are impartial. In other words, no one is immune. We all face problems. We all have to live in the seasons of shadows. The good, the bad, the rich and the poor. In this life, you might wanna write this in the comments, in this life, stuff happens. And that's the PG version of the other thing. Stuff happens to the righteous and the unrighteous. Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. It's a matter of life. Fourthly, the fourth thing about dark valleys is that they are temporary. Everyone at home just breathe it in and go, ah. They are temporary. In other words, they have a beginning, but they also have an end. They don't last forever. It may feel like it when you're in the middle of it, that it's lasting forever. Like when you go to the dentist, I don't know about you, I can go for a five minute checkup, but at the time when you're in the dental chair and you've got your mouth open and there's instruments in it and you're not in control of those instruments, it feels like eternity. But the reality is it may only be five, 10 minutes. And usually, hopefully, when you're finished, you're better off than when you first went in. And I wanna say this when it comes to our pain and our shadow seasons, even if we suffered our whole life, it's nothing in the light of eternity. Our problems are temporary, but heaven is eternal. So don't lose hope. Don't lose your perspective at this time. Remember, God is with us. And the fifth thing about dark valleys is simply this, that dark valleys have a purpose. You see, everything in life, I believe, has a purpose. And these shadowy seasons, these dark valleys are no exception. Those who know me know that I love the sunshine. I would choose the sunshine over a rainy day any day. You give me the sunshine and the beach, I'm a happy camper. But I know this to be true. If life was all sunshine and there was no rain, what I love would soon be destroyed because things would become a desert. No, there's a season and a purpose in every season. Every season in life has a purpose. And I wanna encourage you with three of those things this morning. And I trust this will do your heart good. What can we learn from Psalm 23? Number one, I believe these seasons in the shadows God wants to do a few things. And the first one is simply this, to deepen our relationship with God. 
to deepen our relationship with Him. In verses one to three, we see David talking about God. He says that He leads me, He guides me, He restores me. But in verse four, there's this shift in his language. David is no longer talking about God, but he talks to God. He says, you are with me. Can you see the shift? Can you see the change? He's no longer talking about God. He's talking to him. He says, you are with me. It's your rod and your uh, your staff. They comfort me. You see, walking with God is where the ultimate becomes the intimate. See, Christianity is more than believing in God. I want you to know that Christianity is more than believing in God. Even the devil believes in God. And the Bible says he shudders. Christianity is more than believing in God. It's more than believing about God. You can know all about God. You can know that He's omniscient, He's omnipotent. You can know all those things about Him and yet still not know Him. You can know all about Donald Trump. And it seems like there's a lot of people right now who wanna talk all about Him. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we know Him. Christianity is more than believing about God. Christianity in its simplest, purest form is simply believing God. And believing God is different than believing in God and believing about God. And the reason we believe Him, we believe His Word, we can put our trust in Him is because we know Him. Christianity is a personal relationship with Him. Religion is knowing all about Him but having no personal relationship. Christianity is about having a personal relationship with Him. And if you don't have that personal relationship with Him, I want you to stay online because in a moment, I wanna give you an opportunity to give your life over to Him today. I believe these things have a purpose. And the first one is simply that we might go deeper in our relationship with God. Secondly, to develop us as a person. These Shadowy seasons, these seasons in the shadow help to develop us as a person. See, God loves us, but He also wants us to grow up and He wants us to mature. He wants us to overcome our fears. He wants us to overcome our hurts. And let's be honest, we have a lot of hurts and fears to overcome. Bible says that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. But just because God didn't give us a spirit of fear doesn't mean we don't have one. It just simply means that God didn't give it to us And in order for us to deal with it, we need to face it. Before you can overcome something, you have to face it first. You know, before David could become king and that was prophesied over him, Samuel, an Old Testament prophet came and prophesied and anointed David that one day he would be king. But before David could be king, he had to face up to a few things. He had to face a few giants in his life. He had to face Goliath, before he could ever become king. Do you know that Goliath was one of the greatest things that ever happened to David? This giant of a a, a man who opposed the Israelites was actually the greatest thing that ever happened to David. Why? Because before that moment, he was just a lowly shepherd boy out in the fields. But he went to visit his brothers one day on the field of battle and saw this nine foot giant called Goliath defying the army of the living God. And David got indignant. Something on the inside rose within him. And he asked, what will be done for the man who takes the head off of this giant? 
And so David got the good news that he would be well looked after. And with a sling in one hand, with a glint in his eye, a smile on his face, a spring in the step, the Bible says he ran toward the giant and he defied to cut off the head of the giant. And he didn't even have a sword on him. He didn't even have a Swiss army pocket knife. He just had a sling. But the story tells us that he put a stone in that sling and flung it at the giant, hit him in the head, knocked him out cold. And David went over, grabbed this uh, giant sword and cut his head off. Goliath was one of the greatest things that ever happened to David. And I say that because God wraps His promises in a problem. All of us wanna receive a promise from God. You get the visiting ministry with a prophetic edge. We want Him to speak over us the promises of God, the prophetic promises, the prophetic messages. We all love that part. But what we need to know about God is whenever He gives us a promise, He wraps it in a problem. We've got Christmas just around the corner and we're gonna receive many presents. And all those presents are wrapped in Christmas wrapping to disguise what's in there. What God has for our life, no eye has seen, no ear has heard the plans and the promises and the purpose that God has for us. But in order for that to come to pass, God disguises it in a problem. And when we overcome the problem, we can handle the promise. I I believe that's why He does it. I believe that's why He packages the promises in a problem is because when we overcome the problem, we can now handle the promise. And here's the good slash bad news. The bigger the promise, the bigger the problem. The bigger the problem, oh sorry, the bigger the promise, the bigger the problem. But I want you to remember, some of the roughest roads lead to some of the greatest places. You know, as a young man growing up, in our home, my dad loved to go off road. He loved to go to some of the most remotest places. My dad did not enjoy going to caravan parks. He didn't wanna hire a, a unit he, he liked to go where there was no thing and no one. And so as a, a young man with my two brothers and my mum in tow, we would all get piled into the car. It's a little Morris 1100, which was not a big car. And he'd just, he'd just pack it with all the uh, things that we needed. He'd put a roof rack on and he'd load the roof rack with all that we needed for the week or two that we were going away. And then we would just drive. And usually we ended up over the Air Peninsula and uh, Dad would see this little dirt road with all of its corrugations in it. He said, I wonder what's down the end of that road. And I'd be sitting in the back thinking, I don't really care. Look at my two brothers, they didn't really care. But sure enough, Dad would say, let's find out. And sure enough, we would start down this little dirt road with all the corrugations. You have to be a true Aussie to know what I'm talking about. And we'd be driving along. And the thing about a Morris 1100 is it never had any air conditioning. And so what do you do when you have no air conditioning? You wind your windows down to get some cool air coming. The trouble is when you're on a dirt road with all the corrugations, all the dirt gets in there. And so you've got this dilemma. Do I have the windows down and let dirt get in? Or do you have the windows up to stop the dirt getting in, but it's, it's exponentially hotter? And so we had this dilemma. We'd have the windows down. It was too dusty. We'd put them up. And with them up, it was too hot, so we put them down. And this was, our, this was our life growing up. And you might want to put a comment just saying, oh, you poor thing. But the reality is, my dad was usually right because at the end of these rough roads, we saw some of the most beautiful 
places. In actual fact, a friend of mine, Lee Archer, who's part of our worship team and a member of this church was telling me he's just been away on holiday and he went over to the Air Peninsula and he went to Venus Bay and to Streaky Bay and some of those places that we frequented as young kids growing up. And I said to him, oh, I said, did you go to Point Labatt? He said, oh yeah, I saw Point Labatt. We went to the edge of the cliff and we looked over. It's a beautiful spot. I said, did you go down the cliff? He said, no, no, no. there's a big sign saying, do not climb down the cliff. I said, yeah, I know, but did you go down? Because those signs never stopped my dad and he said, no, no, we didn't go down. I said, well, when we were younger, we used to go down that cliff and, and, and we would just have the, a great day on that beautiful beach. The beach that you saw from a distance, we were able to taste and touch and see with our own hands. And we're able to swim with the sea lions. There's lots of sea lions there. And it's only as I've got older, I started to realise that actually sharks like sea lions for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And so thankfully we never became shark food, but we do have some incredible memories. When you choose to avoid rough roads, it's going to mean that you're going to miss some of the best places. David, as a result, was able to say, I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. In other words, I'm not going to run away. When you face a dark season, when you face a season in the shadows, do not run away. God will strengthen you to walk through your season. He doesn't always take us out but He will help us to walk through. And I want you to hold your head high. Everyone listening online today, hold your head high. Do not give up. Do not give in. Do not run away. David also said, I will not fear. I will fear no evil, which is a choice. And his choice was founded on the fact that God was with him. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. I hope this is helpful to you listening today. Thirdly, is to increase our sphere of influence. It says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. You know, in church life, we talk a lot about the anointing, the presence of God. But the anointing and the presence of God is for a purpose. And it's that we might be so filled with God that we would overflow, that we wouldn't have just enough of God for ourselves, but we could have enough of God for others. And what a season, what a time to be able to be a blessing to others. As we are just around the corner from packing day for our Christmas box, I wanna encourage you, if you have not registered your interest in helping either financially or practically, hey, put your hand up. Let our cup overflow that we might be a blessing, not just to our own, but to the many, many people in need this Christmas. David had more than enough of God. David was so full of God, he could share the love of God with others. He was able to say, because God protects me, so I will protect others. David was asked by his father, as I mentioned earlier, to look after his sheep. And we see on a few occasions that predators would come to attack the sheep. But David was so full of love for God and love for his father and his command that whenever the sheep that he was asked to look after were under fire, David stepped in the gap and said, God is, as God has protected me, so I'm gonna protect the sheep. And we read that he killed a bear on one occasion. On another occasion, he killed a lion. Where did that strength come from? Where did that life come from? It came in the overflow of the goodness of God. And I wanna encourage the church, let's not just have a little bit of God. Let's be so filled with God that we have not just enough for me and my own, but for everyone that we come in contact with this week. And there's a lot of hurting people that need a touch from heaven. 
they need a little piece of heaven on earth this week and you can be that heaven on earth to them. Do you know how we handle our dark seasons? We'll often speak more to others than when we're in our good seasons. Can I remind you that the world is watching? Whatever we do or whatever we don't do, the world is watching. If we go to the supermarket and grab all the toilet paper, the world is watching. I would encourage you, let's not be of those who shrink back. Let's not be of those that have a selfish, all about me spirit. But let's be of those who are others focused. We have an opportunity to show the world what Jesus is like. And no matter how tough it may be for us, think about this thought, that when Jesus hung up on the cross, we don't see Him complaining. We see Him reaching out to those that are nearby. On one occasion, He looks down at John, one of His disciples, He says, hey, John, will you look after my mother? That is not a normal response when you're being crucified. On another occasion, He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This is not a normal response. This is a kingdom response. This is when heaven comes to earth and we have an opportunity to bring heaven to earth in this crazy lockdown, on again, off again, crazy season that we live in. And even now as I speak, I hear the thunder rolling. It's just a crazy, crazy season but we have an opportunity to show the world what Jesus is like Amen finally let's remember that shadows are always bigger than reality shadows are always bigger than reality in other words 90% of what we worry about actually never eventuates. You think about the time we've lost, the peace we've lost, the joy we've lost, worrying about things. And when we look back, it didn't even happen. We got together on Wednesday night because we were told that we were gonna be in lockdown and we would be unable to gather together on Sunday to record a message online. And so we got the team together and we, we did our best to get a service online and we recorded it all and we got it down and we were pretty chuffed with ourselves. We worked really hard. Next minute, three days later, oh, by the way, you can go back to church. And so, so here we are, we recorded a message on Wednesday that we didn't even get to play. And here we are streaming in live to you today. Have you noticed that or is it just me? So much of what we worry about never actually eventuates. Shadows are always bigger than the reality. Secondly, shadows can't hurt you. I want you to get this. Shadows can't hurt you. There is a big difference between being hit by a truck or being hit by the shadow of a truck. I, I don't know about you, but if I had the choice of being hit by a truck or the shadow of a truck, I think I'm in good company when I say I would choose the shadow of a truck any day of the week because we know that shadows ultimately can't hurt you. Shadows cannot hurt you. So do not throw away your confidence. Do not be afraid. Thirdly, shadows only appear when there is a source of light. Church, listen to me. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that light has a name. His name is Jesus. And we're reminded right throughout the New Testament to keep your eyes firmly on Him. To not throw away your confidence. 
to fix your heart, to fix your mind, to fix your eyes, to fix your gaze, to fix your walk upon Him. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 